Hey everyone, it's Matt Johnson back for a solo podcast. And what we're going to do is probably each month you'll hear from me solo and then my partner in crime, the big fella, uh, three out of the four times a month. And today, as I'm recording this, we're coming out of the Halloween week. And I thought today would be kind of fun to talk about the food police. And I'll kind of get into why I think this is a a perfect time. But as we come out of Halloween, I was thinking, what if I dressed up as the food police for Halloween? And every door I went to, I smacked the bucket of candy out of the person's hand and said that they shouldn't be handing it out. I think we all would realize that's insanity. But I don't think we're far from that in our society. And so today we're going to talk about the food police, or better known as don't be the food police. When, when I was a kid, and if you don't know my story, you know, for 37 years, I'm 37 years old, I've been around healthy food, exercise, um, a family that takes a lot of care and pride in, in their health, but I also wasn't forced or told what to eat. You know, as, as my, my dad was a Frito-Lay chip driver, and before that butternut bread delivery man, we could have any chip we wanted when he would come home with the truck. I had Oreos, I had sugared cereal, macaroni and cheese, Pop-Tarts. I've had every junk food that exists. We never were told what we couldn't eat, but we were taught these foundations. We had these rituals. We cooked at home. We didn't have a lot of junk food always in the house, never had pop, but we could experience these things, and so we weren't deprived. We weren't being instructed like the food police, and I think that's a very unique perspective that I grew up on, and as I think about where we're at today and whether you're trying to feed your kids or feed yourself or get your spouse to to consume foods in a different way, or maybe a coworker, or maybe a friend, or maybe your parents. We can't be the food police. And that's what I want to talk about. As, as you think about Halloween, and I love candy. I think most people do. And I don't feel very guilty when I do choose to eat candy. Now, when I eat candy, I, eat, I consume too much. And so for me, I don't buy candy. I don't look to consume candy. But this time of year, my kids have a lot of candy. I sneak a couple pieces. I tell them Jimmy Kimmel ate their candy. But it's really me. And so when I was um, younger, I remember I used to eat about 20 Oreos at a time. I think Oreo cookies were my favorite indulgence, um, I would say, from the age of 10 to 15. And I would grab... uh, a sleeve of Oreo cookies, whether it's eight or 10, I don't know. I think there's 36 in a pack. And I could easily consume 20 Oreo cookies. Now, my parents could have been the food police and never bought Oreo cookies. They could have scolded me for eating Oreo cookies. And to me, Oreo cookies are not healthy. Halloween candy is not healthy. But I think understanding that we have to have some space, we have to be able to make mistakes, and we have to have enjoy what we're consuming when it comes to food, you start to understand that there's a different equation that can work for being healthy when it comes to food. I don't eat Oreo cookies. I don't buy Oreo cookies. When I do consume an Oreo cookie, I do remember how amazing they are taste-wise. 
Now there's healthier Oreo cookies, whether it's Newman's or uh, I think Whole Foods makes an organic Oreo cookie. Same thing. I, I, I will overconsume them. But there's 60,000 diets on the market. Every corner on social media is telling you what you shouldn't eat, how to look a certain way, the foods to eliminate for better health, longevity, lowers, lowering inflammation, the amount of guilt around food, the amount of kids that are counting macronutrients, the amount of supplements that can confuse us. I just got back from an expo on supplements and it's, it's kind of sad. My message today is we have to change how we teach, how we promote, how we encourage, how we motivate people around food. And it doesn't begin with being the food police. And as, as I was thinking about this, I think for me, you have to understand that, number one, you need to make mistakes. And so if you're being the police for every time someone's consuming the wrong food, it's not allowing them to make their own mistakes or better known as, under, you know, kind of the self-awareness, the discovery that they're making a mistake. If we never know we're making a mistake, but we're told that we shouldn't do something, we can't really learn from it. Number two is if you want to eat healthy for a long time to feel your best, I don't think guilt can exist. So for me, I've consumed Halloween candy this week, and I have zero guilt. And as you think about how you eat your day-to-day, if you feel guilty about consuming food, there's something that needs to change. And if you make someone feel guilty about what they eat, something needs to change. You have to balance nutrition with pleasure. I do want people to eat for how it makes them feel. I think that's evident in everything we teach, that you have the power to feel your best. Food is medicine. Food is information. It can help you feel your best. It helps you fuel the body. It's nutrition. But you have to sustain it, and that's what's something you have to have pleasure. You have to enjoy it. You can't feel like you're depriving yourself because it's not going to sustain itself. That's one of the reasons we're such a believer in the 80-20 rule is 80% of the time you're you're giving your body nutrition. And 20% of the time you're enjoying what you're consuming. Here's the point of me coming up with this message. Halloween just happened. We're going to roll into Thanksgiving before we know it. Christmas and the, the New Year's and the holidays and uh, all those things in December are, are coming our way. And I think it's the time of year where we either give up Say we'll get to it in 2024, feel guilty about it, feel uncomfortable and talk about, well, I just have fallen off the wagon. What I want you to do is I want you to continue to encourage yourself that you've probably made some good changes. Your intention is there. Try to eliminate guilt over these next 60 days. And think about, okay, I'm probably not going to do an 80-20. If you can do 80-20 through the holidays, you're going to feel good. You're going to enjoy the holidays. And, and you're, you're probably 
you've probably been creating some really good habits along the way. But maybe this is the time that you go to 50-50 so that you can enjoy and not feel guilty, but you're not completely falling off the wagon. As I was thinking about the food police, as I was thinking about our society of, of everybody telling you what you shouldn't eat, and I think it creates a lot of pain. But I was, as I was kind of writing my notes, the tide comes in and the tide goes out. You have the brakes and you have the gas. If your vision of eating healthy is you got to do it 100% of the time, I think that's where we begin today. We got to change that mindset. Because if 100% of the time is the only way to be healthy, you're going to create guilt. And if you create guilt, it's not going to be sustainable and it's not going to be healthy. And if you truly want my opinion, you do want to have some leeway. You do want to have some grace. You do want to have some space. Think about that 80-20 rule. And to me, we can't be the food police. And we can't require the food police. What do I mean by that? You can't walk around saying, I need someone to tell me what to eat. That doesn't work either. And so as we go into the holidays, as we come out of Halloween, I want us to relax. I want us to create some habits and allow yourself some space. And if you're trying to get other people to eat healthier, it begins by you eating healthier. Have a great week. We'll see you again next time.